you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey there, amazing entrepreneur. I'm Stacey, your host today on the Social Hub podcast, and I'm super excited that you've chosen this podcast to be in your ears today to help you grow in your business and life. Now, today we're going to be talking about why your business is not just a logo. Now, this is something we hear so many times a week from designers and branding experts, but what the heck does it actually really mean? I mean, when we started out in business, the term brand can sometimes feel a little bit like it's an intangible substance, right? Because you need a logo and you need aesthetics. So what more is there to it? And, you know, with apps like Canva and cheap platforms like Fiverr and a gazillion designers in Facebook groups saying that they can do you a logo for $50, it's not hard to realize why we can get confused when you hear that your brand is not your logo. So what really makes a brand truly stand out and be jaw-dropping, delicious and excitable and that everyone is raving about and wants to be a part of? Today, I'm sharing with you an amazing lady who is a powerhouse on all things branding and design, and her name is Laura Duncan. Laura and I met through a mastermind last year and became fast friends. I mean, we both love a lot of the same things, wine, swimming, animals, and having a good old-fashioned laugh. Laura is the head design legend at The Design Room, which is a graphic design studio based in Brisbane, Australia, specializing in branding and website design. Laura helps women in business build a brand they love and feel confident with. She loves to help small business owners turn their ideas into a reality. Laura is also a member of my digital business and marketing membership, The Social Collective, where I help small business owners own their brilliance and show up online so they can create the business of their dreams without burning out in the process. Now, you can find all the details to connect with Laura and also find out more about how to be part of the collective that she's a part of over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 68. You ready to get stuck in? Let's go. Welcome, Laura, to today's episode of the podcast. So excited to have you here. I love not just talking about, obviously, I love talking about branding and stuff anyway, because that's such a huge part of business. But I love having one of my social collective members on the podcast to share their knowledge with the rest of the world. So it's really cool to have you here. So I'm not going to waffle on too much more because I've already told everyone how great you are in my intro. So I'd love you to share with everyone a little bit about you and your business. Hello, hello. Thank you for everyone listening today. And thanks, Stacey, so much for having me here. I just want to let you know that I'm popping my podcast cherry with you today. So I'm really excited to be doing that. Yay! So I'm so glad that I'm doing it with you. So thank you so much. My name is Laura. I was born in the Green Isle, which may be obvious to most people. 
It's, you know, not a mellow accent, so I do tend to stand out. I now live in sunny Brisbane, which came about from traveling Australia in a station wagon and a tent for two years. So after I married my husband, we left home fairly soon after and went on a round the world trip together. It was just such a beautiful experience photographing Australia and, and kept capturing the beauty in the off-beaten track. So we were just blown away and we decided to not go back to Ireland and, and move here. So that's how we landed here. So yeah, look, I've been a graphic designer for 13 years. And after doing that for so long, working with various design agencies here and in Ireland, a few years ago, I decided to just ditch my boss and started my own business called The Design Room. So that's where I offer all things graphic design and I put a lot of my energy into brand design and web design. I'm such a cliche, I love, I love what I do and I think I'm, I feel really lucky to be able to say that. So I'm a really creative person and obviously that's the favorite part of my job. So yeah, as I said, I've been in business for a few years at the design room. I love to work with women in business and support them through their journey. So I work with a lot of businesses in different niches, but a lot of my clients are business owners who are ready to get serious about their business. So although some are new businesses, a lot are women who've been in business for a few years and are ready to really understand their business and their brand and their audience. So the similarity is there is I work with business owners who understand the importance of branding and are ready to invest that time, energy, energy and monetary value into their business. My job is to create powerful stories and storytelling through divine visual language. My degree is in visual communication, which may be a fancy way of describing graphic design and marketing, but it does demonstrate the core of what I do, specifically to listen and to guide, and most importantly, create a brand identity that evokes emotion, that tells a story so that it resonates and speaks to my clients, ideal customer and target audience. So I think that's it, Stacey, that's me in a nutshell. And I think we're probably ready to get, to get into your topic. I always love hearing about, you know, how people's lives came about. I didn't know that you'd traveled Australia and that's how you decided to settle here. So that was cool actually listening to that anyway. I think like that sort of like nomad lifestyle is definitely on my bucket list. I wanted to do it before Ella started school, but I became a single mother before that happened. So it was kind of off the list for me at that stage of my life. I just want to say for everyone listening, like this is Laura's first time on a podcast and you know, I think it's so awesome. I love seeing people step out of their comfort zone and do something new. Like you said, you are popping your podcast cherry and, you know, sometimes podcasting can seem like a really glamorous thing, but literally like we're just sitting here at our desk, having a chat on Zoom <laughs> and, you know, chewing the fat about, you know, about branding and stuff. And, you know, Laura, all the links, as I've said before, on to check out Laura are on the show notes page for today's episode, but I'm really looking forward to particularly, I love the work that you do with your clients and I'm really looking forward to the stuff we're going to be working on early this year as well too. So the topic is that why your brand is not your logo. And the reason why I love this topic so much, and I know there'll be people out there listening that already know this stuff, but I think it's still important to, to go over it again because your brand changes and your brand evolves over time as well. But there's also going to be some people out there reasonably new in business that, and we were saying this before I hit record that, you know, you start a business and you just start with a logo because that's what someone tells you to do, or you don't start with one at all and you DIY it. And that happens a lot as well. And then you can kind of get 
you know, six months, 12 months, maybe even a little bit longer in, and you just kind of feel like you don't have, you don't feel like you're, you're represented, you know, you don't feel like your business is being represented properly um, or effectively, or it's not showing what you really want to convey visually, either on your website or your social media or your content or, you know, your collateral, whatever it is that, that you're, you know, people like you are creating for their clients. So what I'd love to talk about first is what is a brand identity? So we can kind of understand that first. Cool. All right. Well, look, I'm really excited to discuss this with you today as well, because I think there is a lot of confusion on the topic. And I think branding, brand and brand identity, they're all words that we're hearing a lot of in business at the moment. And it's become a buzzword, but in saying that there's still a lot of confusion. So, you know, I'm happy to talk through this today so we can help your listeners understand it more clearly to help them in their business. So firstly, a brand is the whole business. So if, if we think of Apple, we think of that business, we think of the Apple icon, their simplistic white packaging design, the cool t-shirts staff at the Apple store wear, you know, the friendly vibe, the trendy staff, you know, their TV and video advertising. And of course they're ahead of the game products. So they're cutting edge and they have a really strong understanding of who they are and what they stand for. And that's really the key. So that is in essence, the whole business. So branding or brand identity, conveys your business personality and it distinguishes you from another business. So the brand identity or image of a company is made up of all the visual elements. So, you know, we know that identity design is, it's based around the visual tools used within a business. And these are usually set within a set of guidelines. So the style guide or brand guidelines ensure that the identity is applied throughout your various mediums, such as your color palettes, your illustration style, your fonts, your typography styles, etc. So these guidelines ensure that the identity is kept consistent, which allows the brand as a whole to be recognizable and professional and consistent. Repetition in design resonates with customers. And that's a really key point. You know, we're creatures of habit and we feel comfortable when we can recognize and understand something. So as a business owner, this is exactly what you want to be given to your customers. So to win people's hearts and minds, you need to be able to tell a, a strong brand story. You know, your brand is the complete package that your ideal clients will come to recognize and trust, you know, when they consider buying from you. But think of your brand identity as the outward expression of that brand and how you visually express it. So I can, you know, talk you through some of the things that make up brand identity um, if you would like some clarification on that. Yeah, sure. That would be good. And I think I love that. Ex I mean, the example of Apple is just perfect because when you think of Apple, I think of just, I think of excellence, like, because their products are just amazing. Like, we're a full Apple family. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and you just think that they're not, a, and it's not just even excellence, it's innovation. Yeah. Like, that's what you think of when you think of Apple. Yeah. And really, they're just a device. Yeah. You know, there's so many phones out there or so many mp3 players out there but when you think of apple you think of excellence and innovation and all those things and it's you know and their brand is pretty like really the app it's pretty simple the white packaging the apple and everything but it's all the other stuff that goes behind it as Absolutely. well it's their values and it's the story and we've been we've been sold into that story yeah you know, and we've been all 
caught hit line and sinker you know we're we're happy to give apple whatever they they charge for their products now because we value their product and their service and the whole story that comes with apple yeah so yeah look just to, to clarify what is a brand identity you know as you said it might be um something that so a lot of your listeners do know, but I still think there's a lot of confusion about it. I get a lot of clients that come to me and think that they have their branding, but all they have is a logo and a color palette. Yeah. You know, and they don't know what to do with all of that. There's still so much ambiguity in going forward. They can't make decisions of, of how they're going to show up out there and everything looks a little bit inconsistent because they're, they're kind of making it up as they go along. So getting your brand identity sorted from the start really helps with that. So just to clarify, you know, one of your main components of your brand identity is yes, your logo. So, you know, you, your logo can either be the word mark or the font treatment that displays the business name, or it's the symbol and icon of the entire identity and the brand. So some businesses use only the word mark or some use both. So another way to think of that symbol is an icon that stands alongside the business name. So for bigger businesses, some use the icon as a really recognizable factor, such as the night tick. But for most businesses, and especially small businesses, we need the name or the name and the icon before our audience are going to be able to recognize us. So other parts of our brand identity that we can use is our pattern styles or graphic styles or infographic styles or icons that we use like our marketing collateral, such as our lead magnets and our downloads, our podcast artwork, course templates and things like that. It's also in the products and packaging. It's in your apparel design. So the t-shirts that Apple wear or the tight white tank tops and hot pants that the girls at Hooters wear. It's one that's coming to mind right now for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's the signage. Also, big part of our brand identity is what's in the written words. So it's our messages and our actions. So your slide deck presentations, but it's also how you can show up in social media in your variable or written word through your stories and your lives, et cetera. So it's how you're going to come across, how you speak. Are you really professional? Are you really down to earth? You know, like what's the vibe that you're giving out to your audience as well. So that all needs to tie in to to make up your brand identity so you really need to understand those things about yourself and your business so one of my favorite quotes and relevant to any brand is from dr sis why you fit in when you were born to stand out i think we all want our brand identity to be unique to our business so that we can stand out in a crowded market although when i say unique i don't mean you have to be loud or wacky i think it always boils down to being exactly you so that you so that it's easy to understand how you're going to come across to your audience. Yeah. I love that. That last part I think is so um, crucial for small business owners because we are our brand. So particularly for those of us where it's, you know, we might have a VA or we might have some support or we might even have a really small team, but for most of the, the part, we are our brand. Like we are the person embodying our brand. So if it's made up, that brand identity is made up of values and, things that are us and embody us. And it's really easy then for us to be able to explain our brand to a VA or explain our brand to a team member that comes on. And it's easy for them to embody it because they're working with you too. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the difference, you know, bigger businesses still need to work out their values and their tone of voice and all of those sort of things. But for 
small businesses and solo entrepreneurs we are essentially our whole brand you know mm. so it's us how are we personally going to come across this is also relevant to any size business you know these it doesn't matter if you are an entrepreneur or if you're a, a bigger size business this is the fundamental work that mm. needs to be done either yeah. way you know when you really understand this then you know how to show up yeah, definitely. 100%. And I think like a great example I can think of was when Virgin Air started years ago, like I'm talking about back in the early 2000s. And they were known for their, you know, like their quirky way of, you know, when you do, you do the, the pre-flight thing and they'd say the funny things like, oh, you know, here's a whistle for attracting sharks and things like that. And they started to be really well known for this really quirky way that their staff interacted with you. Whereas yeah. before that, it, flight attendants had been like this quite very professional, like you don't really converse with the, pa the passengers like that sort of thing. And they became known as, you know, a, a fun, vibrant brand yeah. They were offering the same thing that the other the other airlines were, but people flocked to them because they were getting a completely different experience. Yeah, and that was their point of difference. Yeah, that made them stood out. You know. Yeah, you know, and really, a lot of their values were just values that were handed down from Richard Branson. Like they're things that he yeah. embodied and that he valued, and he just passed that completely right down through the lines into his whole company. Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you the difference between a logo and a brand identity, but I think we've kind of covered that a little bit. But if, can we just, just for the, those people in, in the back, just clarify the, the difference between the brand identity and the logo itself? Yeah. Okay. So the logo design we've covered, we know that it's the, the symbol or the visual marker that identifies the business. So it's an integral part of making your brand successful, but it's not the complete picture, you know, and a logo appears on most touch points with the customer. It's on everything. It's on your websites, your stationery, your packaging, etc. And it, it is one of the leading elements that allow people to identify your business and your business name. So it is, it is crucial and it is very important. But a logo is only one of the visual elements of the complete brand identity. So a brand identity needs to be memorable and emotive and that's one of the key points it completes the picture about who you are what you offer and what separates you from the competition so your example that you've just given from virgin did that excellently we knew who they were we knew what they offered but they were able to separate themselves from the competition by pushing some personality into there you know branding conveys your business's character what you stand for, what you believe in, and the story that you want to tell. So it defines how your customers view your business, the stories they believe, and how they see your business, and most importantly, how it makes them feel. So I've mentioned there that a brand identity is memorable and emotive, so it's really important to remember the emotive side of it as well. Like Stacey, can you think of a business that their brand just speaks to you, apart, apart from Virgin? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> oh, I do actually, I do have a good example is Rebecca Campbell. She's like, she does like Oracle cards cool. and she's got these, she's got like these, the colors, like I know when it's one of her car, her card decks. So I went into a, 
a shop the other day because I was like, I just felt like I wanted to have a look at some cards. And then I saw this deck and I'm like, oh, that's got to be Rebecca Campbell, right? She does like the really soft pastel blues and pinks. And she's got, you know, the, as soon as I saw the typography, I was like, that's definitely her. And then I picked it up and it's like her images, they're not all the same, but obviously they can't be the same because it's like Oracle cards and stuff, but it's got the same feel. So as soon as I picked up this deck, I was like, I've got to have it because I, I love her other deck and I know how it makes me feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I hadn't even read anything about it. I just was like, and obviously the name, I know the name and it sticks out to me. That's probably a bit of a, a pretty niche example, but I made that purchase decision without even looking at the price tag. I was just like, yep, done, sold. Yeah. You've already seen the value and things that you've got purchased before. So it's a no-brainer to kind of go back again, you know. And it stood out to the other decks on the on the shelf. Yeah. Because I had that brand recognition already. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have that deck of hers. What is that deck? <laughs> yeah. And I was drawn to it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Look, at an example that, that I have in mind is the body form campaign. I don't know if you remember it from a few years ago where the campaign was solely about letting women know that periods don't have to stop us from doing anything. So you could still get out there, you could still run, you could still swim, you could still do all of those empowering things. So it, it really empowered women and it evoked emotion. So they stood out because they took the topic of periods to a new level and they were really unapologetic in doing so. They were just pretty much saying, like, we bleed, let's not be ashamed. So it really yeah. stands out that it, it it empowered women. It empowered me to watch that. And, you know, it kind of gives me a bit of a, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I like, I'm, we're, we're both fist pumping right now. <laughs> yeah. Another um, one I think that stands out for me with that, and I've used this as an example before, was, was it Taryn Brumfitt with her Embrace movement? which she did a movie called Embrace and it was like Embrace Your Body and it was all about embracing your body for how it looks, not like for how it is and what it does for you and not, you know, being so stressed about all the little lumps and bumps and, you know, all that sort of thing. And I think, you know, that that evoked a lot of emotion, of emotion particularly in women, because it was like, yeah, I, you know, I don't have to have legs like that to love myself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah. it, that shows really good, a good brand identity for that business is that they know how to get their audience to ask those questions, you know, and, and feel good about themselves. And it just that emotion has a long lasting memory as well. So it's, it's memorable and it's emotive and that's like mm. the two key things that you can really have. So yeah, look, I'll finish your question with another quote. And I think this is one that we probably all know from Jeff Bezos. So I'm so sorry to Jeff if I've said that wrong. I'm never really all that good at pronouncing names. But your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. So, you know, this is such a powerful quote. And if we can only find out, if we could even find out this information by asking. So go and ask your audience, like how they per perceive your business. And it could be such a really valuable tool in understanding if you're getting your message across correctly. Yeah. That is a really powerful thing. Like, you know, saying to people, what are, what are, what are five words you would use to describe me? Yeah, absolutely. It would, it would teach a business so much, you know, because mm. it is hard for us sometimes to answer these own questions about ourselves and our business. 
but to go and ask ask someone else outside that equation to answer it for for you is so valuable and you would probably find out you know some things that you might not have realized as well you know so it helps you identify it all and and refine it down you know so that you're not so puzzled about it and there's not too many mm. ideas out there yeah and I, I think sometimes too like it's such a good point asking you know client sometimes clients not just sometimes clients can be a bit biased sometimes it's asking people that haven't really worked with you but are in your sphere sort of thing yeah. as well too because then you'll get a difference of opinion I know sometimes when I ask clients I'll say what do you think about this this idea for a course and they go oh yeah that sounds awesome because they think all my courses are awesome and I'm like no I needed someone objective <laughs> So sometimes it can be good to ask, you know, ask someone that's not so, so involved. And I think it's because we just get in our own heads. Like it's sometimes it's hard for us to see the forest for the trees because we're trying to do so much. And when you're asked to simplify down five words that describe your brand, it's just like, oh my God, like, how do I even do that? (laughs) And and don't ask your mum as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mums, husbands. Yeah. Yeah. No, thinks, good friends. Were amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. none of those people. So, why do you think people get so confused between the two? And I, I think you like you did touch a little bit before on the fact that like branding, if, and I'm not using my little finger Your inverted things here, air quotes, is becoming a little bit of a buzzword. Like it's kind of thrown around everywhere. Like I know I even use the word brand in you know, some of my copy and things like that too. There's lots of courses on branding and brand and all that sort of stuff. So why do you think people get confused? Well, I think, you know, as you touched on, a lot of businesses are now starting to talk about branding, whether they're coaches or different businesses as well, because everyone is now starting to understand the importance of it. But I think people are, not everyone is on the same page just as of yet. So I think people are getting confused between the two because I think brand design has evolved a lot. And I don't know if it's been like the last five years or so, you know, although all the big companies like say, you know, we've spoke about a a few big companies today, like Apple, they were always doing this work on their brand strategy and trying to understand, you know, their core elements and things like that. But smaller businesses were just, out there creating it, creating logos and thinking that that was a starting point and not really doing all this fundamental work before they got to that visual design stage. So, and you know, a few years on from that, I see a lot of businesses now who they even come to me and tell me they have their branding, but they have a logo and they have a color palette. And it's, that's not a brand, that's not branding at all. You know, it's, there's still so much to be done there. So I think, yeah, look, it's evolved from just being a logo. Then it became a bit of, now we have a logo one and we have a color palette. And now I think, you know, in the last year in 2020 and, and, and today, we're now realizing that there's a lot more to it. And now we're, you know, we're creating these brand identity mm. packages and we, we know the importance of having the complete picture, not just one little part of it. I think people are starting to realize that it, it makes them stand out. It yeah. makes their business stand out as, you know, and sometimes too makes it makes their business stand out as a serious business too. Not, not just someone who started an Instagram page to do something on the side, because like you said, in the last five years, 
people are starting businesses left, right and center. And that's awesome. Like I love that about the era that we live in, that it's so accessible for people, but you, you do get to the point. And I was the same. I DIY'd my branding too for a while. And then, you know, I really felt like I up-leveled. Yeah. Absolutely. The moment I took that step, I took a massive up-level in my business. Yeah. Look, and I think, you know, by all means, some businesses that have an idea who want to just kind of test the waters and see how things go, then that's all cool to DIY a logo or, or do something on Canva or, you know, one of those cheaper alternatives. But I think that will only serve a business for a certain amount of time mm. until they're ready to sit down and talk about these questions, you know, about these, the fundamentals of the business. And then that's when they come back and go, right, we want to do it more seriously. This now we're ready to figure out our complete brand. Yeah. So look, you know, as I said, a logo, you know, it rarely describes the business, nor does it sell the company directly. So logos can identify and not explain. So like what happens when we come across a successful brand? If you look at Apple again, they're a $241 billion business, which is crazy yeah phenomenal yeah <laughs> i know one day Stacey. one day yeah we'll get there we'll get there one podcast at a time oh yeah we're, on a we're not, not too far to go but yeah look apple has this humanistic culture and a strong social ethic and it's characterized by all that they do and they have a really strong understanding of their values and interestingly i just found out their values were written 40 years ago and those values are still relevant in their brand today so 40 years mm. later isn't that really interesting yeah that is interesting yeah so yeah look i think apple is an emotionally humanistic brand and it connects with people so when people buy or use their products or service they feel a part of the brand you know like a tribe so who who doesn't want to be a part of a tribe so this emotional connection creates their brand not just the products of the bite-sized apple but when you see the bite-sized apple you feel all the elements of the branding strategy so as consumer consumers most of us have instant trust with that company now so if you listen to the language i'm using here we're saying we recognize the logo and we feel the connection with the brand so we assume or trick ourselves into thinking that the logo is pushing us to buy our trust but it's the logo only tells you that it's an Apple product, nothing else. So, but when it's backed by the Apple brand, it becomes a symbol of status. So without the branding and the connection, Apple has built through its marketing, the bitten Apple would just be a decoration. So it's the storytelling and the branding that does the rest. And you know, that's a really key, key point as well. So I think that's why people, you know, mistake a logo as a brand. That's one key point. And obviously I've also mentioned kind of the evolution of brand to now yeah. have a complete package. So, you know, there's also a perception that if you design an Apple-esque looking logo, people will come. But the reason the Apple logo works is because they have their identity, not just the logo. So, you know, if, if we can ask each business, you know, do they have their story? An identity or do you only have a logo and if you only have your logo then there's some work to be done in your identity and your story that you're trying to get across to your people yeah 
I, I remember when, and I think I've used this example in a live stream I've done once before myself is, and this is going back a while, so I'm showing, definitely showing my age, but when Apple brought out the iPod and one of the graphics they used was the black outline, like a silhouette with the bright four squares of right. color behind them. Yeah. And a lot of their ad, yeah, so it was like the blue and yellow. There were only primary colors. Like it wasn't like super complex or anything but it was the ads that they did that had all those colors and it. it was really bright and then but it was like you know people would step into a bubble and then they'd be in the music with the people that had the ipod sort of thing and it was just like you know you were becoming part of something bigger that yes. no one else was a part of and that's then followed through into all all of their products you feel like you're part of a really cool club because you yeah. own apple products <laughs> absolutely they have done that so well you know yeah. as I said, people line up for 24 hours in the snow to go and get a phone <laughs> i'm not that <laughs> but yeah look absolutely absolutely yeah. there's such a, a strong example of, yeah. of you know and i think it's an example a lot of people can relate to too so it's a good one to use because it's like oh yeah i understand that because i know that brand so well because i see it all the time so this leads really nicely into the next thing that I wanted to talk about was the importance of getting your brand identity sorted before you do the design, because I feel like people go straight to design. Like I know myself when I come across someone who hasn't had their branding done and, and I guess I do talk about it too, because, you know, I work in social media, I'm talking about the aesthetics of what your feed looks like and the colors that you're using and all those things. People gravitate to, I like this color. I like this font first yes. before they they do like the brand identity stuff so can you just kind of talk us through I guess the importance of making sure you've got that brand identity sorted before you get to the design yeah look absolutely and I I get that a lot too I have clients that come to me with a business name and a product and that's it and they just they want to get straight in there with the logo and I think it's because it's such a creative part of that process too it's a really exciting stage so, you know, as a designer, I totally am excited by all of that as well. But yeah, I would always say like, you know, we just, I say to each of my clients, we need to take a step back here and, you know, ask some questions beforehand. So, you know, without a doubt, we know brand identity will mold and solidify the foundation of all your messaging to your market. So understanding your values and your why in business and your brand personality is the first step that I work through with my clients before we start into the visual design. You know, we spoke about that a little bit before, the values, you know, the, your why in business, your personality, your, your tone of voice and things like that. But those are essentially the fundamentals that we want to work on before we even start to sketch out some logos and some ideas onto mm. a page pad. You know, we don't even get, to, we don't go there until we've figured everything out. So, and you can tell the people that have done that because a couple of times you've done some branding for people that I know and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's so them. Yeah. Because I know that person and I can just see the visual representation of their, who they are and what their business stands for in, you know, in what you've done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love when I hear my clients say that, they'll say, it's like you got into my mind and you and got it out. And I'm, you know, I'm obviously so pleased to hear that. But, but it's because I've asked the right questions and knew the yeah. questions to ask as well. And you know, that comes with 
doing what I've been doing for as long as I have. You know, so look, I would you know suggest to anyone listening who hasn't done this, who has started with a logo and maybe feels that they're kind of fumbling around and trying to build it piece by piece, is to kind of pause on that and sit down and ask these fundamental questions. So some of the questions that like I ask are, you know, what are your key messages? What's your tone of voice, you know, that you want to put across into your your website copy, how you write your captions on social media, how you even speak to clients, you know, like your overall vibe, I suppose. Like what are your unique opinions and perspectives about your business? Who's your ideal client? That also can tie in with like, what are your values as we spoke about? Or what sets you apart from your competitors? So there's a lot of these um, questions that I work with and need those answers to before I start, as I've said. So like, what are the do's and don'ts in your brand? What will you say to people? What won't you say? You know, all of those sort of things. So sitting down to do that now is really important. And then I think it really helps build a really strong brand. And as you say, you you see it and it, it resonates perfectly with that business and it all ties in well together because they've done this groundwork so I think that is like just the core message here is that they've done the groundwork really. I think it definitely has a flow-on effect to the performance of you know the results that they see in their business and and that because if you've got this stuff done right and you haven't worked on the brand identity if you just got some colors and some fonts and maybe a logo and stuff and, you, and you're throwing things up there but it's not congruent with the actual identity of your brand you could send someone to a sales page and they might get on there and go this is is this the right person like you know and then that gets it then starts them maybe questioning whether they've landed on the right website or whatever and then it just doesn't it's not a seamless process from here's who you get on say Instagram, for example, to then going to the website, to the whole cart process, and then maybe potentially choosing not to purchase your product or service or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, that was my next point was figuring out how you can reach your audience in such a, a, in a busy market, because, you know, we've had so many new businesses that have come, come from COVID, which has been amazing, but it's flooded the market even more. So to stand out and to resonate with your, customers is even more critical than it's ever been you know and online shopping in australia boxing day sales have increased by 52 percent which is which is crazy as well so there's just we're all online so we're all competing for that space and i know you stacy talk about this you know in your mentorship and you know on your podcast i hear you talking about this as well so it's you know when you can when you know exactly how you want to come across then you can stand out authentically instead of just trying to fumble around in the dark I suppose you know the other side of things as well is you know due to the extra number in businesses that we see there's a lot of fraudulent businesses and there's a lot of logos that look the same as other businesses so I don't know if you've noticed this as well but you know a a poor logo design and inconsistencies between your platforms such as your website and social media which you just mentioned make me question, is the business legit? And, you know, when you've seen, I've, I've come across where I think I've seen that logo before. It looks really similar. Why does it look the same? You know, who's the person selling the authentic product and who's selling the knockoff, you know, as well. So 
whenever you start to ask those questions, you just think, right, if in doubt, you know, don't go there. So yes, there are really good tools available that can build you a pretty logo, but in some cases, that's all it's ever going to be. And, you know, we've mentioned before, like there's businesses and startups that just, they need to start somewhere and that's brilliant. And I totally advocate for that as well. But, you know, eventually it's then you get to the point where, you know, we're ready to, to ask those deeper questions and get something that really stands out more and be more authentic, I suppose. Look, to conclude on what we've just spoke about, I think having an understanding of your brand strategy helps you define who you are. It helps you maintain consistency and it converts and builds trust. So, you know, the, the branding mistakes that I see is thinking that you don't need a brand and you only need a logo and being brand obsessed as in rebranding, rebranding and rebranding. You know, we see that in a lot of cases as well. And I think that sort of sets a message that you don't know who you are, but it's sometimes a case of the business has been built on trends instead of truths. So if you get yeah. this right from the start, then you don't need to change color palettes, change logos, change mm -hmm. everything. Because if your messaging is the same, it should all correlate together and work yeah. really well together. I love and, that. That's built on, what did you say? Trends, not truths. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. And yeah, look, the other branding mistake that I see is the inconsistency as you know, we've touched on as well. So it creates doubt and it's less memorable. And as I said to you before, repetition in brand identity yeah. resonates with consumers and your customers. So that's just, I've said that a few times, but it's, it is key. Yeah. And I think once you've had that done, like you've had that initial, and I only did this last year myself right had the full brand identity full branding package done and I only got that done last year like I was you know coming up to two years in business and that's how long it took me but like I said I felt like I came to that I felt like it definitely up leveled my business I think once you've had that done it's okay for your brand to evolve but you've got the foundations there for it to evolve with yes and rather than just going oh I'm looking like this now and oh I'm looking like that now <laughs> It should still look the same almost. Yeah. Just, you know, you can niche out and add new yeah. products. But if you keep coming back to those, what are my values? What's my core message? What am I, you know, who am I trying to speak to? You know, in a lot of cases, those will essentially be the same, you know, unless it's, you know, you're completely redirecting and then it's, it's maybe time then to do that, that brand um, strategy exercise again and start from scratch I suppose you know mm. I mean a, a good example is at the moment I'm going through the process of branding my name yeah. instead of the social hub but the thing for me everyone knows my name so it's just it, to, for me it was time to step into that part of who I had to become as a coach it's something I've wanted to do for a while so I'm I'm ready to take that step but it's just a matter of like visually changing you know, my logo to say Stacey Marie instead of saying the social hub and a few little things like that, but really nothing else has changed. No, so you know yourself. Yeah. Message. Yeah. yeah. So nothing else has changed. I don't need to change anything else except for a few little things that used to say the social hub will now say Stacey Marie instead. So that kind of, and that's an, probably an example of a brand evolving, mm -hmm, but absolutely. not having to fully change 
they can, but you can evolve. And because those foundations are there, it's so easy for me to make that evolution. It's like my audience won't even really know that much, that much. Yeah. 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 Like I would guess that you're one of your really strong brand personalities is you're, a, you know, you're a caregiver, you're a teacher and you can see that in your current branding. So that, that doesn't need to change that, mm. that all three. Yeah, for sure. So have you got an example? Cause I love real life examples of a client and obviously you don't have to mention their name or anything, but have you got an example of a client who came in saying, Laura, I just need to get a logo done. And you were like, no, let's do the whole process. And just to kind of paint a picture of what the outcome was like for that person. Yeah. Look, one of my favorite clients who I just started to work with last year, uh, Cheeky Green, and you should check them out on Instagram. They're, yes. Uh, I've seen you share their stuff. Yeah. 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 I love these girls. So yeah, they came to me last year with an idea for a new business you know, we jumped on the call and we learned at this stage, it was just a concept with a business name and the phrase branding again was thrown into the conversation. But we, you know, we, we unpacked that a little bit and realized that there was not enough knowledge about what brand identity was and the value of that brand work process. So yeah, look, I've mentioned that a, a color palette and a logo is what people think is branding. So we clarified that and yeah, look, we, we talked through the process, we, we delved into it. And so, yeah, I walked them through the process and the inclusions of creating the brand identity and the, and the benefits of having one. So the girls were completely on board with that. Yeah, I sent them away. They did the branding questionnaire, which talks through some of those questions that I pointed out today. And they really loved the task and opened them up to the opportunity to think about their business model and their target audience. And then it gave them the clarity to move forward with their brand and launch their business. So we, we did the full brand package with them, which I think Stacey, you have seen on, on my Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. They now have a more than just the logo and the color palette. They, they have a really unique and fun and innovative business, which is supported by their brand presence. Which, yeah, look, it's, it's they've a really fun, bold, bright and colorful and trendy brand, but that's not because it's on trend. It's because it works for those, it works for those girls, you know, you know, and the outcomes of what they have that they've been able to get from day dot has been really, it's been really lovely for them just to be able to see them grow from day one, instead of being fumbling around in the dark and not really knowing what they're doing. So you know, they have their, they have a unique brand, which is custom to them. They have all their templates, their social media templates. They've got their complete side package that they now have so that they can create their own ongoing marketing as well. And it saved them a lot of time in figuring it all out from the beginning. So it's less time figuring out what to design, you know, what font to use, what colors, which, you know, makes them more productive, I suppose. And yeah, look, I've, I've gone back to them and I've asked them, how have I helped your business? Which is really a really good question to be able to go back to your customers and ask too. So we know if we're doing a good job and we know what we can improve on. So yeah, the girls have said like, because of having such a strong brand that resonates with them from day dot, people are interested in them. They have a lot of artists that want to collab with them. And they're, they've kind of entered the market, respected and admired. 
which you know is so lovely to hear that they feel that they have that confidence as well through their through their branding and um, so yeah it's just it's given them the, the confidence to post consistently you know they they only post what aligns with their brand personality and it allows them to be really authentic so yeah it's been a, it's a lovely story watching those girls yeah um, yeah. yeah i would suggest for you to go and check them out cheeky green on instagram yeah cool i love that and i really like one of the things that i mean obviously the whole that whole story is awesome but one thing that stood out to me was it allowed them to then be able to invest their time into the things that they were good at and i yeah. think that if 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 you're someone out there that hasn't had your brand identity and all these things done and maybe you're thinking about is it time for you are you ready to do it that sort of thing and i think you know think about how much time do you spend trying to create a seamless brand like if you look at your instagram feed trying to create all these images that feed into this beautiful aesthetic feed and instagram feeds a perfect example if you don't have that clarity and you don't have those foundations you can spend a lot of time trying to create artwork or whatever to put onto your feed which really if you've had your branding done you've got some templates there that you can use for your content it makes it like so easy and i talk about i talk about having templates all the time you know have temp stuff templated up to make it easier for you so you can quickly and easily create a graphic that can go onto your instagram feed and you can you know share your message that you want to share in that post yeah because those templates are a tool for your business you know yeah definitely and you use them and it saves you as you say it's a it's such a time a time saver and i'm working on a on a project at the moment a website build and we've had to pause the project and and realize okay we this client doesn't have their branding they came to me and thought they had and whenever we've started to look into it they have a logo and a color palette so you know which which the customer doesn't even really like and it doesn't even resonate with with their business so we've just had to take a pause on that and say let's let's go back and do a wee bit of groundwork here and let's really try and figure this out for you now because i can see you're you're struggling with your socials you're struggling with everything that you're trying to create mm. you know so we're going to pause on that and we're going to just go back and do this groundwork you know which you know we're both really excited to work together on that because i think it's going to give this client just the confidence and the know-how then to take that forward it's it, your those templates and everything it's it's a it's a tool to use to yeah. help you in your business yeah definitely yeah for sure so this has been such a great chat and what i've loved about it is we've gotten quite deep with it too so and which you know i think sometimes people can feel like you know their brand identity is a bit of an intangible thing that they can't really grasp because sometimes you know it, you, you are talking about values and things that you stand for and you know your brand voice and those sort of things and it can feel a bit uh, intangible so i think it's put a lot of clarity and tangibility around what that is for people in comparison to just a logo and a color palette which is really cool yeah. so in wrapping up when i have a member on from the social collective i always like to ask them what they love about being in that community i love being able to share what you guys like your guys brilliance with my audience so it's always a pleasure to have someone from the membership on the podcast and i've had a few people now but i would love you to share what you love about being in there and then how we can all connect with you 
Oh, cool. Well, I am very happy to shout you from the rooftops because, you know, I love being in your membership and it's like, it's, it's just, it's bursting with value for one. And I can't even put a value on the guidance and the membership that you give to me, you know, each week and each month, you know, every time I walk away with knowledge from the, the tutorials, the, the monthly meetings, and it just, it gives me that, oh, okay, I know what I'm going to do now. It gives me the clarity, I suppose, which is probably the word that I'm looking for there. Yeah, look, and I, I started in your wee world by listening to your podcast. And from your podcast, I love to go for my morning walk and listen to Stacey. And that's maybe thing. And my family all know you now because we listen to you in the house and everything. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So between the podcast and in the membership when you do the live. So I listen to your lives and your tutorials when I'm making dinner. If I, you know, didn't have time that day to sit down and do notes. So it's, you know, we can just pick it up when we need to. And I've just, I've learned so much, but what I was going to say about the podcast is that's how I kind of came into your world and thought if this is the value that you're given for free, like I, I just knew that your membership was just going to be, you know, 10 times that value. So yeah. And I was right and I love it and you're not getting rid of me. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I love having, I love having you in the community. It's awesome. And you always come with such a, I don't know, you, you're like just this little bright vibrant person every time I see you even though we might complain sometimes about how we get no work done on the school holidays it's still always I know but that's just mom life you know we're yeah. we're all in the same boat we just need to be kind to ourselves and realize we're all in the same boat and you know you can shout out to your community too when you're when you're having those days and say yeah. you know yeah that's and that's one thing I love about all the people in there is you know, I've had times where I've scheduled in like a training or something and then I've turned around and gone, I just can't do this this week because life, kids, I now have to take a child here or do this. And all of you just go, that's cool, man. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. Like what's a, what's a reschedule by, by a day or a few hours? It makes no difference, you know? And, and that's the thing too about your membership is that we can listen to that when we're ready as well. So that's another, you know, big reason why, it doesn't matter when those lives are coming to us. We listen back. You know, I love to come in on the live, on the live so that I can comment and, you know, get feedback from you straight away. But as I said, yeah, I make dinner with you a lot and actually <laughs> clean my bathroom with you a lot as well. That's oh. another one. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, the things people say, oh, I was having a bath and listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, okay, that's getting intimate. Like. <laughs> But no, that's kind of cool. As I love when people go, you were at the gym with me this morning. I always laugh whenever I'm like, oh, Stacey's in my bathroom. With yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, I love that. Thank you. And how can we connect with you? So if someone's listening in, where can they find you? Cool. Well, I'd love to connect with you on my Instagram. My handle is at the design room AU. So yeah, just come and say hello and, you know, please come and ask me anything regarding what we've discussed today. It's like a favorite topic of mine to talk about branding and the importance of it. So, you know, if, if you want to ask me anything on that, please do. And yeah, you can also connect with me on my website, which is thedesignroom.com.au, which is pretty easy. And yeah, look, I also have a free download discussing the topic today, logo versus brand design. So 
Thanks, Stacey. You might have the, the link in your show notes. Um, yes. If not, you can find that on my website or my link in my bio as well. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.